0: Welcome to Jeff's Letters. This is an audio narration of Jeff Bezos' annual letter to shareholders. My name is Preet Anand, and I am your narrator. There's so much wisdom in these letters that they need to be as accessible as possible, and that's why I'm putting them on audio. This is a non-commercial effort, with public education being my goal. Now, onto the letter. Before we get into this letter, I really would recommend, if you want to get the most out of it, that you should read this letter rather than listening to me. While I'm sure you love my voice, uh, Jeff provides a visual example and some tables that I think are pretty illustrative, so that would be my recommendation to you. You will get more out of it by reading it directly. As I narrate this, I will be simplifying the example a little bit. Now, onto the letter. Our ultimate financial measure, and the one we most want to drive over the long term, is free cash flow per share. Why not focus first and foremost, as many do, on earnings, earnings per share, or earnings growth? The simple answer is that earnings don't directly translate into cash flows, and shares are worth only the present value of their future cash flows. not the present value of their future earnings. Future earnings are a component, but not the only important component of future cash flow per share. Working capital and capital expenditures are also important, as is future share dilution. Though some may find it counterintuitive, a company can actually impair shareholder value in certain circumstances by growing earnings. This happens when the capital investments required for growth exceed the present value of the cash flow derived from those investments. To illustrate with a hypothetical and very simplified example, imagine that an entrepreneur invents a machine that can quickly transport people from one location to another. Editor's note. Again, I highly recommend if you want to get the most out of this, you should read the letter directly. If not, I'm going to go back to the letter, but I'm going to grossly simplify this to get Jeff's key points across. But if you want to go through it in detail, I do recommend you read the letter. Now, back to the letter. It's impressive. 100% compound earnings growth and $150 of cumulative earnings. Investors considering only the above income statement would be delighted. However, looking at cash flows tells a different story. Over the same four years, the transportation business generates cumulative negative free cash flow of $530 million. Notice too that a focus on EBITDA would lead to the same faulty conclusion about the health of the business. Sequential annual EBITDA would have been 50, 100, 200 and 400 million dollars a hundred percent growth for three straight years but without taking into account the 1.28 billion dollars in capital expenditures necessary to generate this cash flow we're only getting part of the story EBITDA isn't cash flow unfortunately our transportation business is fundamentally flawed there is no growth rate at which it makes sense to invest initial or subsequent capital to operate the business. In fact, our example is so simple and clear as to be obvious. Investors would run a net present value analysis on the economics and quickly determine it doesn't pencil out. Though it's more subtle and complex in the real world, this issue, the duality between earnings and cash flows, comes up all the time. Cash flow statements often don't receive as much attention as they deserve. Discerning investors don't stop with the income statement. Our most important financial measure, free cash flow per share. Amazon.com's financial focus is on long-term growth in free cash flow per share. Amazon.com's free cash flow is driven primarily by increasing operating profit dollars and efficiently managing both working capital and capital expenditures. We work to increase operating profit by focusing on improving all aspects of the customer experience to grow sales and by maintaining a lean cost structure. We have a cash generative operating cycle because we turn our inventory quickly, collecting payments from our customers before payments are due to suppliers. Our high inventory turnover means we maintain relatively low levels of investment in inventory, 480 million at year end on a sales base of nearly $7 billion. The capital efficiency of our business model is illustrated by our modest investments in fixed assets, which were $246 million at year end, or 4% of 2004 sales. Free cash flow grew 38% to $477 million in 2004, a $131 million improvement over the prior year. We are confident that if we continue to improve customer experience, including increasing selection and lowering prices, and execute efficiently, our value proposition, as well as our free cash flow, will further expand. As to dilution, Total shares outstanding plus stock-based awards are essentially unchanged at the end of 2004, compared with 2003, and are down 1% over the last three years. During that same period, we've also eliminated over six million shares of potential future dilution by repaying more than $600 million of convertible debt that was due in 2009 and 2010. Efficiently managing share count means more cash flow per share and more long-term value for owners. This focus on free cash flow isn't new for Amazon.com. We made it clear in our 1997 letter to shareholders, our first as a public company, that when forced to choose between optimizing gap accounting and maximizing the present value of future cash flows, we'll take the cash flows. Commentary You've all heard me talk many, many, many times about how, ed- how Jeff is educating his share owners how to think about Amazon.com. This one fits in that vein. But I'll tell you something I noticed, actually, as I'm going through these different letters. One is that Jeff doesn't really talk about macroeconomic conditions so far. And in 2022 right now, macroeconomic conditions shows up in everyone's earnings reports, now, one aspect of that might be that he talks about it during earnings calls, or his CFO talks about it during earnings calls, but it doesn't show up in the annual letter. That's very possible. I think another one that's also quite possible is the internet is just still expanding at such a crazy clip, right? He grew 38% this year. Amazon's advantage is, is that it doesn't have to have these massive capital outlays every time it expands markets because it doesn't need to set up a brand new giant store like a Costco or something else like that. It has more leverage on its investments and thus it gets better cash flows. If you enjoyed this letter and want to nerd out more on this topic, Warren Buffett actually wrote a letter on a similar topic three years later. He talks a lot about return on invested capital. Thank you for being a listener. I'll see you at the next episode, which is the year when AWS starts. Jeff might not get into it. I don't know. But it is a pretty exciting year.